Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler season with us. New cards. Welcome to Spoiler Season, episode one for Ravnica Allegiance. Allegiance, folks. <laughs> what? <laughs> In case they thought it was a dark honor of <laughs> So, uh, Spoiler Season is brought to you by New England Comics, who you can check out on Facebook at NEC Coolidge, and by Flipside Gaming, you can find at FlipsideGaming.com. <laughs> Thanks, Kate. Uh, so, today we're excited to go through some of the Ravnica Woo! Allegiance spoilers. Now, these have been dribbling out for a couple of weeks. <laughs> a couple of weeks now. Um, so... Yeah, we're excited to finally get to talk about them. Yeah. Katie, what, what guild are you most excited for in Ravnica Allegiance? I, I don't know. Can we just look at cards? Okay. <laughs> sure. So our first card is Light Up the Stage. Oh, that sounds like a... What's the what's the guild? Rakdos. Rakdos. That sounds like a Rakdos card. It is. Excellent. Let's read it. Okay. <laughs> it's red too. Sorcery. With spectacle red, which means you may cast this spell for its spectacle cost rather than its mana cost if an opponent lost life this turn. And you can exile the top two cards of your library until the end of your next turn. You may play those cards. <laughs> that was an thoughtful sound. I don't know about this. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to say a little more? See, well, okay. So, like, this is... I, I don't know. I guess it gives red, like, pseudo card draw. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the spectacle cost is so cheap. This is, like, just red draw two. And it's until you're at the end of your next turn. Right. So it's so a sorcery. You have to use it on your turn. So, like, it, this is essentially draw two for red. Yeah. Um, it's just questionable whether you, like, red's had a lot of these kinds of things. Like, the until the next turn is really good and the fact that it's only one man is really good. Um, but it's just like, you know, you, you really want to use up the card draw slot with this over like Experimental Frenzy or Flame of Keld, if we're talking about Constructed, right? Oh, Flame? What's Flame of Keld again? It's the red one enchantment saga that you discard your hand, draw three, and then double damage, uh, plus yeah. two. Yeah. Oh, that just seems spells. better. I mean, it's slower, but yeah. yeah. Um, I guess the other good thing is it does say you may play those cards, so if you hit lands, it's not dead. Yeah, which is really nice. It's something but, that sometimes comes yeah. up. Would you, would you pick it up in Limited? Seems bad. I feel like card no, draw. I like it. I don't know. Yeah. No, I would not a lot. I might play one if I'm in like an aggressive deck and I can reliably get like you know, which you're gonna because you're hitting them. You go red, draw two, and you keep keep that gas coming. You know. Yeah. Which in in it can be a, a thing. Sometimes you run out of gas, right? In limited. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or in oil lamps. Or what? <laughs> you're out. You're out. Lamps. <laughs> yeah, you run out of gas. <laughs> in gas lamps yeah that's yeah. true that's and a good the point goes out, so yeah. then you lose be sure to tune into katie's pod cap coming podcast lamps are they good <laughs> our next card is simic ascendancy this is blue green enchantment uh blue green has the activated ability of blue green one put a plus one plus one counter on target creature you control Whenever one or more plus one plus one counters are put on the creature you control, put that many growth counters on Simic Ascendancy. At the beginning of your upkeep, if Simic Ascendancy has 20 or more growth counters on it, you win the game. Oh, I love random win the game effects. Yeah, are you going to play this? No. But you love it. Yeah, well, I love it. I love it. I love when these effects exist. Me too. Because I think people love to build People will play janky decks with them. Well, like, what was the treasure one? That was awesome. It was not good, but like people built decks and yeah. they could sometimes win, and they yeah. were really cool. And in limited, you could win with it sometimes, once in a while, with the treasure deck. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yes. Sure. Um, and the, you know, this card—the cool thing to note about this card is that it's one or more put on it. You put that many on Simic Ascendancy. So if you put, yeah. you know, with the Simic mechanic being adapt, which then you take on monstrosity and you just dump counters on stuff, that's how many growth counters you get. And this could, you know play it and then it just kind of sits there the person can't kill it and then all of a sudden you win the game yeah and this would be great with the old um nissa planeswalker you make a couple plants put a counter on each of your creatures you lay down like nine counters and then yeah yeah could grow really fast loxodon uh, venerated loxodon 
Oh, yeah, that puts a counter on each of your creatures uh-huh, if you uh-huh. get some token. I mean, it's the wrong color, but yes, mm-hmm. I like how you're thinking. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. Okay, okay. Yeah, spicy, spicy. Next, we have Haunt of High Tower. I believe it's actually the Haunt of High Tower. Mm, lame. That makes that's what makes it legendary. Oh. Yes. Legendary vampire. Uh, black, black four mm. <laughs> for a three three. You guys, six mana for a three three. Wow, bad. Okay, but it does have a couple effects. Let's see if that saves it. Flying lifelink. It's also a legendary vampire. That does not make it better. No, but you didn't read the type line. I said it. We said legendary, and I said vampire. Okay, well, well, I just want to make sure our viewers... Everyone, everyone gets it. Our viewers need you to know. It. Our viewers need so, to know. So, when the haunt of Hightower attacks, defending player discards a card. Whenever a card is put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere... Put a plus one, plus one counter on Haunt of Tide attacks. It's kind of wow. a limited bomb. Yeah, the first time it attacks, it is at least a 4-4 four, four flying mm-hmm. lifelink. And then, I mean, just like, cards go in from anywhere. Like, like they mill, things. they surveil. Like, I mean, yeah, surveil's not in the set, but, you yeah. know, anything, anywhere. Wow. They play a spell. It's just pretty good. Yeah. It's a pretty good card. Super cool. Really, it's like, you have to answer this threat, and if you don't, then you're going to lose the You are so game. dead. Yeah. Great, yeah card uh, and it's a mythic so so don't expect to see it yeah it's the buy oh it's the buy a box promo oh you can't get it in <laughs> you're not gonna see this unlimited if you see this unlimited call a joke <laughs> uh the next card you can see and will see in limited it, it is good. at uncommon mortify which is white black one instant destroy target creature or enchantment so katie when i was a young chap what a young chapeling. What? I uh, One of my first constructed decks was Orzov. Okay. Because what I really enjoyed was playing with groups of people and just sitting there and not doing anything while they lost the game because all of my things would drain them and ping them and, you know, okay, they couldn't attack me. That really and... seem to have a excuse lot me, to do with this Excuse card. me. I was in the middle of a speech. Okay. And, you know, this deck was Orzov. And one of the things that was key was, you know, you, you needed to be able to answer if anyone ever got too aggressive and they were like, I'm going to play an Emrakul. You had to be able to answer that. Okay. So well, not Emrakul. the whole point of this not story Emrakul, was Because Emrakul can't die to mortify. No, listen. Okay. And this was, this was one of the first removal spells that I cast. Oh, this is a reprint? Yes. This is all my whole story. Le- I mean, this is my whole story is <sighs> leading up to. So I cast a lot of mortifies in that deck and I really enjoyed it and I liked it. And oh. it's really nostalgically pleasing to get this okay. card back yeah okay well okay so i would say this looks great three it's mana great. destroy target any creature is or enchantment. very good yeah so i was gonna really ask relevant. about that so the enchantment dist- i mean so enchantment removal is white but white doesn't usually destroy destroy enchantments why not does it yeah we can destroy it. i mean white and if it's a creature is white likes to exile sure sure, sure. um but white can destroy enchantments um, yeah, black, white, and black, green are the two color combinations that can destroy any permanent type. Cool. Um, the only ones that can do it, yeah. So this is nice. This will probably see some standard play. It's a really good removal spell, yeah. and it hits, uh, like, Exxon's Binding and Conclave Tribunal. Mm. So yeah, those it are definitely really feels nice. standard playable. We just need a black-white deck. Yeah, and it also needs to be, like, a black-white deck, you know, that wants a little bit of flexibility to hit enchantments and, like, would you know is is tight enough on mana to want this over something like Vraska's contempt uh, which is kind of the gold standard for removal yeah but i mean this is cheaper yeah i mean it's a mana cheaper and hits enchantments and it doesn't exile so like it has some pros and cons um and it is not double black it's black white instead so yeah but uh yeah morphize it's a very strong magic card cool next we have rakdos firewheeler red red black black Oh, yeah, yeah, this is the cycle. Mm-hmm, All right. Mm-hmm. Um, red, red, black, black, 4-3, human rogue. Oh, another card for humans. Wait, we haven't even read it yet. It's a also, human. This is mostly humans do good. not in the human Band reflector mage. <laughs> they didn't standard. All right, yeah, so when the fire wielder <laughs> enters the battlefield, it deals two damage to target opponent and two damage to up to one target creature or planeswalker. Card's really strong. It's a 4 3 yeah. 2. Um, really strong. I like it a lot. This is a, So, this yeah. effect is Searing Blood. And Searing Blood on a 4 mana 4 3 is strong. Yeah. It's like, you know, it just you, 
you build it out, you know, you got like, I don't know if you can fit it in, probably not, but if you have Chain Whirler, that'd be cool. But, you know, this card, Jupacabra, like, you have so many of these, like, ETB, kill something, like, just pressure, pressure, pressure while killing your stuff. It's really yeah. mean. Um, and it's it's strong. And you know what? You could play this in the very powerful uh, Red Black Burn deck, uh, the Sword Point Diplomacy Risk Factor Red Black Burn deck. Um, yes. uh, this is a great, a great threat for that deck. So, yeah. It's yeah. A great addition to that I deck. I expected sure. to see an enormous amount of Tier 1 standard play in Sword tier Point one. Sword Point Burn. Okay, well, yeah, because it's that deck is definitely already tier one. Tier, so. I mean, right now, we're oh. waiting. We just need Blood Crypt, Katie. That's all oh. we need, Blood Crypt. Yeah, okay. All right, next card I'm looking forward to, Growth Spiral. This is green-blue instant. Draw a card. You may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. So ah. it's Explore, but at instant speed for the blue instead what, of what the one. What does Explore do? Explore is green one, sorcery, draw a card. You may play an additional land this turn. Mm. Mm. Yes, yes. So growth spiral is pretty good. It ramps you. Uh, it draws a card. I mean, you know, when we say it ramps you, it like if you have another land in hand, sure. it's not like a, a you know thing. It doesn't get you. The yeah, land. and you have to, but you do get to draw the card first, so you have a marginally higher chance. Correct. Additionally, uh, this gets you to fury a turn faster. Um, if you're playing like Bant Turbo Fog, um, it also it looks like. Looks like we might we've had some rampy decks in standard this format that have been tier like three and uh as the set continues in ravnica allegiance it looks like blue green might be interested in doing a little bit of rampy time so uh this card is really strong um the effect really is really strong instant speed instant. it's great you get to hold up like stuff and then go end of turn growth spiral yeah and put a land on there yeah turn. also the art is really pretty it is seb mckinnon fantastic he does great great art cool he does the one that comes out friday with the orzov one that i showed you last night with the blood on the head and the coins and the cup oh the really like old-fashioned cool art. Yeah. oh yeah he does cool. that, i mean all of his art is like that is like this very nice yeah. i really like it big fan big fan cool next we have gate colossus this is eight mana for an artifact creature construct it is an eight eight this spell costs one less to cast for each gate you control Gate Colossus can't be blocked by creatures with power two or less. Whenever a gate enters the battlefield under your control, you may put Gate Colossus from your graveyard on top of your library. Well, let me just say, you know, I predicted it in uh, our OG guilds. I said, Kate, listen, we don't have all the tools right now, but pretty soon, Guildgate deck is going to be the deck. And Gate Colossus is a... Reminds me a little bit of like a Metalwork Colossus card, right? You have to build around it, but once you do, it's a free 8-8 that never goes away. Yeah. Which is good. Like, it's a yeah. really good card. I now, the really... downside yeah. is pretty real. Uh, like, you know, gates are really bad. Um, but if you can build around it, and you know, you got your Guild Summit going, you got your... Uh, whatever the other so gate cards slow. are hey hey i'm just saying, just saying but this is really cool i always i really like this kind of evasion where it can't be blocked by creatures with power two yeah. or less and this is i think really really good in limited oh yeah i mean in limited we've seen all the gate cards be pretty strong if you draft around them um, yeah. and gate colossus is no exception yeah. uh the card is just insane like you don't even have to dra draft around it that much like you don't need that many yeah but if you want it to be recursive like you definitely want a good number right because you want to yeah. be able to like continue to play gates if it dies and bring it back and yeah. so on so yeah but like yeah i mean it's uh it'll say you you know you give yeah you really want a couple of gates i think before but yeah it's still an eight minute eight eight at worst so sometimes you're just in the market for that because you want big boys so next we have raptor demon this is red black two for a four two demon has spectacle for a red black three so just a reminder that means your opponent has to have lost life this turn um that increases the cost mm -hmm. okay so when it enters the battlefield if its spectacle cost was paid each opponent discards a card card seems fine ew what i hate four twos i know you do i don't like them either like the ones in the last set were were justifiable better with marginal yeah because mentor. they had mentor yeah but this is just a four two yeah it's nice to be able to discard a card but like untargeted discard and limited is not Ugh. great it's, i mean it's not great anywhere yeah. but it's All particularly right. not great in limited. it is a common yeah. so yeah. 
Next is Rixmadi Meadi, I don't want to say that word, Reveler. It's red one for a 2-2 human shaman. Oh, humans. Gosh. <laughs> for a spectacle, uh, you can pay a spectacle cost, black, red, two. When Rixmadi Reveler enters the battlefield, discard a card, then draw a card. If Rixmadi Reveler's spectacle cost was paid, instead discard your hand, then draw three cards. So apparently anytime you revel, you discard your hand and draw three. Bedlam Reveler. This is Bedlam Reveler on a 2-2 body. Oh, it's a baby um, Reveler. Yeah, the baby Reveler. Baby Reveler. And the cool thing about it, though, is that if you're empty-handed, even if you don't have the spectacle cost, this just draws you a card because the discard is mandatory. So you have to discard and you have to draw. So nothing in hand. All you do is draw a card. So it cantrips if you have no cards in hand. Um, right. And, you know, otherwise you want to for it and, you know, cycle away stuff and you know, ideally, like Bedlam Reveler, you want to empty your hand first and then play it out, which is not hard for an aggro deck to do. So, yeah, card's pretty strong. Uh, I don't know. Four mana is, like, a lot for a 2-2. Two, two. Uh, Bedlam Reveler is two mana for a 3-4 with Prowess, so the rate is much better. But Bedlam Reveler also sees modern play. Uh, so this card could be, like, a role player. <clears throat> um, if we see, you know, the return of the red-black deck, uh, then I could see wanting this deck, uh, this card in that deck, just because it, the play pattern of like what we saw, right, where black red basically was an aggressive, sl aggressively slanted mid range deck, so it would empty out its hand effectively, and then to refuel it would rely on things like Chandra or Bomat, and those are gone. So Rixmati Reveler is not a terrible way for the red black deck to bring stuff back, or like the Jund, if we're gonna have a Jund deck to mm -hmm. bring stuff back. I don't know. It's not a great rate, but it does something pretty powerful. Yeah. Echo. Cool. Next is Lavinia Azorius Renegade. Says the guild, the guild leader, guild mage. The guild uh, champion. Champion. All right. Dovin is the guild leader now. Dovin Bon, mm. the mighty. The scariest. Uh, <laughs> most I think, guys, I think Dovin Bon is never cool. <laughs> he's just too powerful he's masquerading he's too powerful um anyways blue white for 2-2 two, two, human soldier legendary oh, creature oh my gosh human's so good we should ban human each opponent can't cast a non-creature spells with convert a mana cost greater than the number of lands that player controls doesn't really seem like a problem whenever an opponent casts <coughs> a spell <coughs> oh, okay wait whenever an opponent casts a spell if no mana was spent to cast it counter that spell how many non-creature spells? Do okay, so Tron can't cast, like, Karn. Well, well, they can't cast anything. They can cast a huge ballista. No, they can't. Yeah, it says oh. non-creature. Yeah, they can't cast Karn. They can't cast Karn, but they can cast or ballista. Right. And On turn three. Right. Yeah. But I just, I'm just amused by how, like, Wizards Prince, like, Neutron hate in every <laughs> set now, and all of it is just, like kind of bad and like tron continues to be really good and like i mean who's gonna play like what deck is playing this card humans it's a human really so like out of the sideboard you're gonna be like i'm gonna dedicate some slots here i mean there's like a couple things you can do right so like this stops tron if we're talking about modern it stops tron it stops anything that like wants to ramp so it stops you know like ponza uh, which is using mana dorks to cast, uh. like, Acidic Slime, I think, is the card. Uh, it stops, like, the deck that, uh, the green deck in Modern that wants to use Court of Calling with mana dorks. Sure. Or, you know, Coco, Collected Company, if you're using a Hierarch. Um, so, but it's just, like, I don't know. I don't know that, it, and, and then the other clause, though, too, whenever opponent casts a spell, if no mana was meant to cast, it counter that spell. So it counters all the packs, which is cool. Huh. Um, it's... Uh, Does it counter how to suspend? Yeah, it counter suspend cards. Um, it, it, but it's like all of these things. It's like oh, cool! Really it does weird. that. It does that. But they're all like kind of fringe. Like Tron is the most mainstream thing that it does. But I don't know that I would want like the, it. Just feels like that's not your. Yeah, it's fine. You know, like I'd rather just play Gaddictique. Like I think it's just probably better. Sure. And what are you doing with this in uh, standard? Standard. Uh, I think the most relevant thing about it is that it's a legend for two mana. So, it, like, if you want to try to make the Mox Amber thing happen, or you want to turn on, like, the like other historic. historic stuff, 
then like maybe you can do that because like now we have Lavinia and we have Lazav. So we're up to, you know, we have those are both two mana. Lavinia is the card we're looking at. Oh. Lazav is the black blue guild leader of the. Dude, I love Lazav. Do you know everyone on Ravnica is actually just Lazav? That's what we're Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, like Lavinia is actually Lazav too. I thought Lavinia was um, Emrakul. No, you're thinking Dovin Bond? Dovin Bond is Emrakul. Dovin Bond is It's the only person on on Ravnica who's Who's not not Lazav. Lazav. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, Lavinia's cool. I don't know how much play she'll see, but cool card. Cool. Next is Imperious Oligarch. I love the Orzov so much. Wow, maybe you should have They're my favorite. I think in, they're my favorite guilds uh, in the in Ravnica, more than Azorius, which I know is, is kind of surprising, but I uh, think Orzov is my favorite. Well, we get to check out the Orzhov mechanic. So it's black, oh, so white for a 2-1 human cleric oh, with vigilance. <clears throat> Ban the deck already. Oh, he's only human support. Has afterlife one. When this creature dies, create a 1-1 white and black spirit creature token with flying. It's pretty great. So this is like a really powerful mechanic. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like everything, not everything, but everything with this ability, like, doesn't die it becomes a flyer which is hard to block like and afterlife one which means we're getting cards with afterlife more than one yeah so we'll get multiple spirits when some stuff dies so like yeah these cards are nuts mephitic vapors would be boss in this set we have to cast it twice well you would yeah yeah like i mean it's just a really good mechanic that's hard to play against but the thing that we're all waiting on is like we need to have a sack outlet a free sack outlet mm. because if we do then we can build aristocrats and if we don't then we'll have to see what we can do with it do we have a drainer a life drain yeah we just got one we're gonna look at it in a little bit it's okay. a red black so it makes it a little bit weird but mm. there might be other depending on what the sack outlet does there might be some other things that we could try to do but right. well yeah. like necrolisk is a one mana per sack but like, also just think, and hopefully they'll design limited to account for this. But like, think about how annoying flyers are in limited. Yeah. And now you're playing Orzhov, where like the common creatures have afterlife. So like, you you trade with them, and then they get a flyer. Like it's so good. Yeah. So good. I'm really excited about Orzhov. It looks great. Next, another Orzhov card is Tithe Taker. This is white one for a two one human soldier. Uh, during your turn, spells your opponent's cast cost one more to cast, and abilities your opponent's activate cost one more to activate unless they're mana abilities. Huh. So it's kind of like a mini Thalia, uh, but it How also has it? Afterlife 1. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, I mean, good card. Like, this is a, a nice card. Oh, only during your turn. Yeah, it's only during your turn. Um, but it's nice for, like, an aggressive deck to, to you know, oh, yeah. apply some pressure and kind of stop your opponent from doing stuff. And It's a cool card. Yeah. Cool card. All right. I don't think it'll, like, replace Thalia. Like, Thalia's nuts, but, yeah. you know. All right, we're getting to some Simic stuff. Mm. Simic seems like more your your jam. Their art, the art is so pretty. These creatures are, like, crazy magical. Like <laughs> Crazy magical. Yeah. They are. All right, so we have uh, Aeromunculus. Yes. It flies. Yeah. And it's made of a couple different creatures. It is. That's You can get that from the name, but the Aeromunculus. art also. Yeah, true. So... Green, blue, one, two, three, homunculus, mel- mutant. I'm sorry, mm, I thought that was all there. Yeah, no melted. Mutant. Uh, has flying, and this is the Simic mechanic. Mm. Um, blue, green, two, adapt, one. If this creature has no plus one, plus one counters on it, put a counter on it. Yeah. So it's like a monstrosity kind of deal, uh, which is sweet. The yeah. Simic love plus plus one counters. Monstrosity is a great mechanic. And uh, it looks like there's going to be ways to manipulate counters and do stuff with them. So, yeah, this is solid. Uh, in limited, card's great. You're paying three mana for a 2-3 flying at base rate. That's yeah. above the, like, Windrake level. And then it gets to become a 3-4 flyer, which is a really aggressive card. Really good card. And you can do that the next turn if you want. So. Yeah. Cool. And again, threat of activation with Adapt like right means that sometimes you just don't have to use it you're gonna get free damage in like like it like it yeah next we have zagana utopian speaker uh and zagana it looks like zagana's fallen from uh fallen from her guild leadership to oh, just she was guild a guild champion. leader 
She was Zagana Prime Speaker. Oh. Or Prime Speaker Zagana. She was originally like blue, blue, green, green, two, ETB draw cut with X counters, which is like X is the greatest power of increased control. Like the and previous Ravnica? Then you yeah, this is previous Ravnica. And then you draw like X cards and like it was wow. yeah, Prime Speaker. There's a deck called Prime Speaker Bant, which would just play Zagana and like draw tons of cards and it's great. You blink Seems it. Fun. So now Zagana Utopian Speaker is blue green two for a four four legendary Merfolk Wizard. Merfolk. Nope. Uh, when Zagana Utopian Speaker enters the battlefield, if you control another creature with a plus and plus one counter on it, draw a card. So she's got a little bit of her draw count power still. And she can adapt four for blue-green four. So if this creature has no plus and plus one counters on it, put four plus and plus one counters on it. And each creature you control with a plus and plus one counter on it has Trample. She seems really good in Simic. Yeah? I mean, like, I'm assuming it's you're almost guaranteed to have a creature, so mm-hmm. she at least cantrips. Four mm-hmm. mana, four, four, four is good. Mm-hmm. Giving all your creatures trample, I think, is going to be good. You're mm-hmm. in green. You're putting counters on. You'll probably have big things. Giving trample is pseudo evasion. That's that's the green. Evasion. And once you adapt her, she's an eight eight with trample. Yeah. And she cantrips when she comes. In. Yeah. Well, if you're doing cynic, right? She's like huge. Yeah. Do do you think that this helps potentially a merfolk deck come back around? Because remember the really bad Ixalan merfolk deck. The deck that, like, from the beginning I said, I don't understand what this deck is trying to do. Right, but it did have Merfolk. It had Merfolk in it. She's a Merfolk. Yeah, people are talking about Merfolk. The card I'm more excited for about Merfolk, we're going to see in a little bit, is a split card. Okay. Um, but it's possible that Zagana... I, I'm just not convinced that Merfolk will be a thing, but I could be wrong. We'll see. All right, all right. Next, we got a good one. We got Bedevil. Oh, the art's so good. Who drew this? This is the Seb same McKinnon, person? Again. Seba Kinnan did a ton of art in this set, and like it's all fantastic. Yeah, really great work. Wow, his style's awesome. Yeah, it's okay. so. Yeah, you gotta look up this art. It's like again, sort of reminds you of like the old Magic, which is more like it's creepy. Yeah, it's really Dark. creepy. Yeah, that, this is the kind of art that got Magic like people, you know, people who didn't didn't look at it are like people are summoning devils, and it's <laughs> you know completely satanic and well, this card is called to be devil so yeah. yeah this is the art that made people try to not let their kids play magic yeah that but it's great oh yeah, yeah. no but yeah. it's great that's that's part of what makes it great. yeah so the devil is black black red instant destroy target artifact creature or planeswalker so it is here's downfall and a braid smushed together smushed. Uh, or i should say here's downfall and shatter i guess smushed together and the rate is really good. It's instant speed. It blows up everything you want, except enchantments and lands. And uh, yeah, it looks it looks awesome. I mean, there's no it's doubt really that good. if you can play pay for black black red, then you're running this card in your deck because it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Is this like so? Let's say you're playing like you can't really splash this well. No. Not unless you're splashing the red side of it. Well, that's what I was like. If you're like an Esper control deck or like blue-black control, splash red. Yeah, I mean, you could do like blue-black, splash red, maybe. I haven't really looked at mana bases a lot, yeah. but you might be able to do that. It just it's seems a little tricky, really... though, to try to be into double blue and double black and then splashing single red. <laughs> you can probably do it, but... Yeah. It just, this seems like such a good catch-all answer, but yeah. I guess, yeah, if you're not casting it consistently... But the mana's going to be great. Mana. I mean, we're going to have all 10 shocks and all 10 checks. So, like, the, oh, the last the time... lands, too. Yeah. yeah, the last time we had mana this good, it was uh, RTR Innistrad standard, yeah. and it was awesome. I think awesome. people are going to be greedy, and I think you're probably right to be yeah. greedy. All right, let's look at some Gruul. I know you also enjoy the Gruul Guild. Yeah. No? Not a fan? It's fine. Oh, I thought you liked Gruul. It's fine. Okay. What's your favorite guild? Uh, of all of them? Sure. I, I don't know. It's kind of putting me on the spot. Oh, sorry, Katie. I don't mean what's, to do that. What's your favorite guild? I told you Orzhov is my favorite guild. Yeah, that's a good one. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Orzhov. Okay, that wasn't the question. What's your favorite guild? I don't know, man. Come back to me next week. How about this? Give each win. guild a number on 1 to 10. How much do you like Azorius? Just first uh, number comes to it's, mind. It's not my favorite. <laughs> You're not really good at the whole, like, number thing. Yeah, I don't understand this concept. Okay, cool. So next, our Gruul card is Frenzied Aranx, which is red-green 2 for a 3-3 cat beast with Riot, the Gruul mechanic. 
This creature enters the battlefield with your choice of a plus one plus one counter or haste. Ooh. It has trample and it has red green four. Frenzied Annex get uh, Arynx gets plus three plus oh until end of turn. Oh, I love this mechanic. It's right? a great mechanic. It's like it's a really really good mechanic. Um, and it reminds me a little bit of Unleash, which was it comes in either with a counter and then it can't block, or no counter and then it can block. This is, I think, a much better take on that's Unleash. That's exactly what I was thinking it reminded me of. And I thought Unleash was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this looks... Because that's a really... That could be an interesting choice. Yeah. Like depending on the game state or your deck or your play style. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. This is so... Great job, Wizards. That's great. <laughs> I love it. And the card itself, this card in Limited seems really good. Yeah, and this is a card. Four mana, four, four with Trample. Or if you're aggro, then three... like. Yeah, it's just, it's awesome. I just really like the card. And then the next one, uh, also Gruel Spellbreaker, Red Green 1 for a 3-3 Ogre Warrior with Riot. Has Trample, and as long as it's your turn, you and Gruel Spellbreaker have Hexproof. Also great. Like, this makes you Settleproof. It means that uh, it's just, it's a good card. Again, it's going to be a 3-mana 4-4, or it's a 3-mana 3-3 with Haste and Trample and Hexproof. Wow. It's really good. Like, it's a really good card. Yeah, that is why it's a rare. I see it. I see yeah. it now. And in limited, oh, this card's, on turn three, the card is insane. Wow. Really good cool. card. Aggressive. Yeah. So next we have the split card that I was talking about earlier, which is Incubation Incongruity. Incubation is hybrid blue-green sorcery. Look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal a creature card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Incongruity is blue-green one instant exile target creature. That creature's controller creates a 3-3 green frog lizard creature token. Okay. So this card could be pretty good merfolk. Uh, You get one mana, ancient starring style thing. The downside is that it doesn't hit lands, Mm -hmm. um, which like all of these kind of cantrips usually have. And like stirrings, if you play in a deck, never misses because like everything's colorless. But um incubation could miss but if you're playing it in merfolk it really shouldn't miss it'd be like it's pretty close to whiffing completely on coco right it's not that it never happens but it's pretty rare yeah um so you know with a super high creature count you're likely to hit and then one of the things that merfolk struggled with is like if they play a really good creature with a good ability you can't deal with it right and like yeah. incongruity allows you to exile it permanently and like you don't care about a 3-3 frog if you're playing merfolk so Card is pretty strong, very flexible, very versatile. You, if you don't need the Punkify effect, you can just cycle it. Um, the cycle can be actively good early, uh, and it's yeah, it's just it's a pretty strong card. So. Sorry, what's Punkify? Punkify is incongruity, but for a single oh, blue. Yeah, Punkify is like the original lizard. card, which is like blue sorcery, destroy target creature, and then they get a three three frog lizard. I think. Huh. Yeah. Why is so. it a frog lizard? Why Simic. not just one animal? Hashtag Simic. Mm. Next we have. Our first Azorius card. Ooh. Sphinx's Insight. It's no revelation, let me tell you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Blue, white, two, instant. Draw two cards. And this is their mechanic. Addendum. If you cast this spell during your main phase, you gain two life. Yeah, I like it. Very Addendum is very simple, but it encourages good gameplay. Right? Good, clean, fair gameplay. None of this silly, like, Sphinx's Rev on your end step and draw my deck and Nexus gain a bunch. on your end step. Do what I'm answering? Nexus of Fate. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. It encourages good, clean magic. And it's like, if you play good, clean magic, I'll give you a little bonus. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think this is like another, like, because Riot, right, is an interesting choice for like an aggressive deck where it's like, yep. well, do you value getting big and being able to like trample and, and grow? Or do you need to get in damage fast? And again, with like control decks, mostly you know ideally quote unquote you're trying to play on your opponent's turn but this encourages you to maybe make choices that you're playing on your turn and you're giving them more options yeah i i think it like again is like really just a fun like yeah i like them building choice into these mechanics yeah. uh, in a good way um and also you know with tefiri and search for his cant in the format they're clearly pushing the azorius away from being a control deck right the the cards here are not so as we'll see more of them too, but they're they're not so controlling anymore. Frankly, which is thank nice. goodness. Yeah, because which is great. 
<laughs> Tefiri and Search are... Yeah, you really can't push the guild much further with those Because cards. it will just explode. Yeah. Next is Emergency Powers, which maybe is a little preview for Ravnica 3. Hey, that's Dovin. It's Dovin. Look with, at him taking control. Look at Good him with him. the bolus horns in the thing. Oh. Yeah. So Emergency Powers is white, blue, five, seven mana. Seven is mm. a number where often I, associated with bolus. Yeah, where have I seen that? It before? is an instant. Each player shuffles their hand and graveyard into their library, then draws seven cards. Exile Emergency Powers. If, addendum, if you cast a spell during your main phase, you may put a permanent card, <clears throat> bolus, with converted mana cost seven or less, bolus, from your hand onto the battlefield. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Mythic, Story Spotlight. It's a, you know, fun build-around card that probably won't see any play for now. Build-around? Build-around how? How do you build around this? You shuffle everything into your library. You draw random seven cards and hope that you drew something good enough to put down. Yeah. That seems bad. I mean, people will play it. But how would you build around it? Like, you what would make it You put in lots of seven good? drops. That would be bad. <laughs> you won't make it. I, you know, it, this is not really... I don't think it... I'm just saying, you said the card. word build around, and I'm trying to figure out how on earth okay, you build ready? around. Okay, ready? You this. wait a couple months, and then you put this, and you put bolus in. That's how you build around. Next card is called Absorb. <laughs> it is blue, blue, white, instant, counter target spell. You gain three life. Okay, yeah. This yeah. is like the, the... See, but okay. This just... Okay, it reminds me of Ionize, because you were saying counter magic usually has double blue. Yeah. and This does have double blue. Yeah, but Ionize doesn't. Like, right. this is the Azorius version of Counterspell. You gain three. Ionize is the is it version of yep. Counterspell. You deal two. But why isn't Ionize blue, blue, red? Yeah, I think Ionize should be blue. Like, the problem is, like, honestly, uh, Ionize is seeing play in Jeskai over um, Sinister Sabotage. Sinister Sabotage is a much better card. Ionize is seeing play purely because of the mana cost, because mm-hmm. people are, like, cheating on the mana. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's something you want to encourage for, like, hard counter spells. So I really like the return to blue-blue being required in the counter spells, just from a design perspective. Um, and I also like that we now have a choice between a spell that a counter spell that gains us life, a counter spell that burns the opponent, and a counter spell that uh, surveils. So it, it so helps to counter. lead... Well, it's a lot of counter, and, like... You know, hopefully they've tested it because, you know, in the right format, just running 12 cancels, like, can be pretty <laughs> decent. So hopefully we're not going to end up there. But um, it's another example of them having a lot of different answers where the answers are not necessarily better or worse than each other. But depending on the metagame, the situation, what you want to play, you have some choices. So yeah. aggro is really popular. I'm going to be more likely to play absorb than I am ionize. So, yeah. Cool. All right. So then uh, we have a lot of guild gates. Yeah, guild gates. As before, What's two your favorite, arts for each guild. Your favorite guild gate art, Katie. Um, Take a look at them. Hmm. Zorius is very imposing. I, I, I kind of really like the Rakdos I one. Do that too. looks it's like so a Rakdos excessive. symbol. Yeah, but that totally feels like that. Yeah, that's that. why I think it's. I like it. I think it's funny. It's like so excessive. The giant skull and the fire and the. Um, I think that. Uh, the gruel ones are really like kind of dark and disturbing and creepy, <laughs> uh, and I think that the simic one with all the waterfalls is really beautiful. Oh, I actually like the other simic one. Oh. It looks more like magical. Anyways, everyone, look at it, at the art and pick your favorite. Nice. That, nice. That's what I have to say. But yeah, guild gates. You know, it'll help your mana. And then we have the lockets. Uh, one for each guild. That's right. The one for each guild. The lockets. Um, yes. Uh, are you know. Do. Pretty good for fixing. They're good if you can cycle them later and net a card, and yeah. uh, they're great. Yeah, great as, as in the last set, they're a three-mana artifact. Um, they can tap for one mana of either, either color in the yeah. guild, so Orshav taps for white or black, and you can pay hybrid uh, four of those colors, so like white, black, white, black, white, black, white, black. I said <laughs> four times now. Yes. Tap it and sack and draw two cards so you can cycle the locket later if it's... If you don't, if you're, you know, flooding. Mm-hmm. Then we have the shock lands. Uh, shock lands are all cool. I particularly like the breeding pool art. I think mm-hmm. it's really pretty. Yeah. Um, and I also like the Azorius one because we're getting toward that authoritarian. I'm Dovinban. Follow my rules. That's not a very authoritarian tone. He's more like, well, I am Dovinban. No, he's Dovinban trying to be. It's like, think about this. Imagine if like. 
the weakest person that you know who like you know his superpower was like look at me like i can pick my nose really hard like that was his superpower and then he decided he was going to be a dictator right and he's like uh, guys guys i'm a dictator now that that's toven it's really hard to respect him <laughs> I like the godless shrine art. There's a lot of good art. Yeah. Everyone, look at look at your cards and yeah. just appreciate that. Nothing will ever uh, the my favorite one of my favorite shocklands ever was uh, the godless shrine art with the stained glass and stuff. I think yeah, it was just nice. really beautiful, really beautiful. All right, now we get to some uh, some cards. Ooh, this one I think is really interesting for Cynic. Yeah, so we have Biomancer's Pet, which is green blue, for a two two. Bi- Biomancer. It says speakers. Yeah, it's a bad translation. I think oh. it's, it's Biomancer's pet. Okay. Uh, I, you know, I'm fluent in Russian, so. Of course. You, yeah. Uh, Biomancer's pet, green blue for a 2 2 creature mutant. Activated abilities of creatures you control cost up to two less to activate it. This effect can't reduce the ma- uh, amount of mana. Ca- this is typos everywhere. Uh, the amount of mana used to activate less than one mana. Uh, and you can tap it. To make it so that the next time a creature you control activates adapt this turn, it uses adapt as if it has no plus one plus one counters on it. So Training Grounds has seen very fringe modern play. Training Grounds is blue enchantment, single blue mana, activated abilities cost two less to cast, to, to activate. So the Training Grounds even saw a little bit of people test it a little in Bant Eldrazi with uh, Displacer because it costs a single mana to blink. So then you get to go infinite with Drowner of Hope with having drawn her displacer out mm-hmm. uh and now this is another training grounds card on a body and it's only two mana so very cheap still very competitively costed so maybe you can find something broken to do now that you have eight access to eight training grounds effects in modern um in limited this is sweet like it makes it so that you're adapt costs become way easier to activate and you can activate them over and over again um this card seems like a really great engine card for limited uh and for standard i'm sure someone will build some combo-y deck with this or something i mean if there is a simic-y adapt deck in standard i don't think there's gonna be a like simic when was the last time we saw a standard like mechanic deck in in the format like it just doesn't really happen it's just so risky because Something like an adapt deck would need to like build, and it just it, and then and then they cast cleansing nova and you're like oh I just I yep. spent like a whole bunch of time and mana on these creatures. It would have to be a combo like there's no monstrosity deck right like it would need to be a combo deck where you're basically yeah. putting counters on stuff and then taking them off and to do some effect then putting them on to in like kind of looping and generating value and it, it would be an engine deck I think more than like a mid range creature monstrosity deck. Um, but yeah, Speaker's Pet, awesome card. I mean, at worst, it's a 2-2 bear. Yeah. Like, that's a fine for limited, so cool card. Next, we have Sphinx of Foresight. Blue, blue, two for a 4-4 four, four Sphinx. You may reveal this card from your opening hand. If you do, scry three at the beginning of your first upkeep. Flying at the beginning of your n- upkeep, scry one. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, like... Yeah, my kind of first thought goes to this in mono blue uh like oh. i don't even know what the deck it's called mono Tempo? blue curious obsession sure. where you go oh my hand doesn't have curious obsession let's see if i can find it yay like it's just silly I hate all right that. well that sounds sad but this card seems sweet like four mana four four flying awesome rate and then like i i haven't really ever played any of the cards in modern or older formats you didn't play that- providence when it was in standard, oh, gain seven life. Come on, Katie. I've played Providence. I've gone up to twenty-seven. Yeah, I'm not sure that's something you should. I've looped about. it with back to uh, back. What's it called? Seasons past. And uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, that was good stuff. Anyways, as I was gonna say, I haven't really played a lot of like cards that let you do yeah, like ley line before effects. the game yeah. or like before your turn, your first turn. That's, no serum powder cool. for you. No serum powder. No, not in my day. Got to try out that serum powder. It's very Some cool. sweet stuff. <laughs> He wants to start. Can't stop. Wants to start the patter. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a cool card. Uh, I'm sure it'll see some some standard play. Uh, like, even that, what was it, Curator of Mysteries, the four mana, four four Sphinx that cycled, um, saw some play in standard in, like, a niche deck. I would expect this to see play in standard in a niche deck as All well. Right. 
Next we have Deputy of Detention in the art holding his little Detention Sphere. Uh, this is blue-white one, same cost as Detention Sphere uh, for a 1-3 Vidalcan Wizard. <gasps> Wizards! Not a human. Uh... When Deputy of Detention enters the battlefield, exile target non-land permanent and opponent controls and all other non-land permanents that player controls with the same name as that permanent until Deputy of Detention leaves the battlefield. Mm. Scary. It's just a good card. Like, uh, these effects always see play in standard creatures that exile. Like, yes, it comes in. Like, yes, you can destroy it in response or you can, uh, you know, kill it after. It's good against tokens if so they don't have good. a way to get rid of the token that you're oh targeting. Um, it's just a good card. Um, but it's like a very fair card. It's not too good. Just good. Yeah. I, yeah, I really like the effects that get, like, this card and everything with the same name because like yeah, you said like Blade. if you respond and you kill the one they're targeting then you're fine it's yeah. awesome against tokens like i just remember playing um what's the something in stone declaration Deck in stone, stone yeah. in standard that was such a good card it uh, was it and was. this is not a body yeah and it's removable but like yeah it's part of the pros and cons so yeah this is and this is you know this style of card like i i really hope kind of creates a you know, another mid-range deck in the format. Like, because we mm. have this black-green deck, right? But having some kind of, like, Bant or, like, blue-white value deck would be really nice. Uh, yeah. Just another option. Um, you know, something like Bant Company, except fair, and, <laughs> like, not OP would be really nice. Yeah. This seems really good against aggro decks, too, because I think three toughness is fairly good blocking, and it helps you just, Yeah, it like... slows them down. Like, yeah. exile something. So, yeah, it seems good. It's cool. Next, we have Hydroid Crisis. This is blue green X for a zero zero jellyfish hydra beast. When you cast this spell, you gain half X life and draw half X cards. Round down each time. It has flying, trample, and hydroid creatures enters the battlefield with X plus and plus one counters on it. Oh, that's a lot going a lot. on. The I, yeah. really cool thing is that it's a cast trigger. Oh. So you yeah. can't stop the card draw or the life gain. Very cool. Yeah. This this car is like it's kind of just good. Yeah. Like if you it's just good against aggro, good against control. It seems like decent in mid-range, like it's evasive, it really evasive. It can be big, it's good in ramp. It's like flying and trample. Yeah, I mean it's and trample. For 4 mana, it's a 2/2 two, two that draws you a card and has flying and trample and gains a life for Yeah, for 4 mana it can trip. Yeah, like it's just is I don't know. I don't know that I'm like, super excited about any of the X's. Like, maybe for six is probably where I start to be like, yeah, like, if I'm casting this for X equals four, I get to draw two cards and I gain two life. So it's like a Cloud Blazer, uh, a bigger Cloud Blazer, which is nice. And yeah. yeah. So I think it's, you probably want to play this if you're playing Ramp. Um, and if you're playing some kind of mid rangey deck, like, maybe you run that. I, don't know. I guess we'll see yeah but it's a cool card it's a really cool it's card very cool yeah I i'm always nervous about cast triggers personally i don't like cast triggers because you've because people forget them or no because that you can't interact with them oh, uh, yeah. like think of like the reason ulamog is insane in tron uh, is because it's a cast trigger like if you could counter right. ulamog who cares it doesn't matter yeah. emrakul is such a pain because of its cast like it's all yeah. these cast triggers that are problems because you can't interact with them right and like but even when they print specific isn't... answers like summary dismissal oh they're yeah. overcosted and they don't do enough well, and, what like, was that one that exiled things on the stack summary dismissal oh no there's another one all right sure summary dismissal yeah that exiled all spells and all abilities yeah there was a, a later one that exiled. oh disallow Dis could counter yeah, well if you counter it. abilities yeah yeah. And if, like, if we had this in the front with Disallow, I think I'd be okay. Uh, but I, I, like, I really think you want, like, Dis... I think you want a strong answer to cast triggers, um, like Disallow. I guess maybe... Uh, I, I just don't think it's going to be that broken because it's going to be expensive. Yeah, I mean, this cast trigger is not that strong. Right. But, like, you think right? about if you're playing against Control and... This is so good against Control. And you flooded and, like, you have nothing going on. The late game, you draw this and you're like, sweet! I have 12 mana. Let me draw six cards. Right. Or and five even if cards. They, if they don't like, answer it, what? you have a clock. And if they do answer it, you have a bunch of spells. Yeah. And like, at that point, you know, you're probably too far behind to win anyways. But it's just, I, I just think, I don't like things that can't be interacted with. I don't yeah. like cards like 
I mean, that's my, what I, I've told you. We've had this conversation off off mic. Um, that, like, I think the standard's cool because it has a lot of diverse decks, but I don't, like, my complaint about this standard is that there's too many things that you can't interact with. Carnage like, Tyrant. Carnage Tyrant is a big one. But, uh, you know, even... I had other com- other cards that I was thinking of. Well, you don't like the mono blue deck. Yeah, right. That's another one, right? Is that, like... You can't interact with it. If they go turn one Storm Tamer, turn, turn two Obsession with a Spell Pierce up or a Dive Down up, you lose. And then they have, like, because they just draw so many cards, they have was Retort, etc. So, like, you get to make no meaningful decisions in that game and you lose. You can't interact with them. Carnage Tyrant. You play Carnage Tyrant on six, they Finality on seven, and that's it. It's the game. You can't win anymore. Like, I just don't understand. Like, that kind of design, I think, is bad because it leads to the Emrakul... Uh, effect where it renders all decisions all prior decisions meaningless or all future decisions meaningless one or the other right blue all future meaningless and carnage tyrant so yeah so this to me is like another thing that can't be interacted with and i don't like not being able to interact with things i don't think it's it's a good gameplay yeah i i have to say that i was also pretty distracted because this is a jellyfish hydra beast and i was thinking like what kind of artistic direction did, did wizards have like must be really fun yeah right they're like direct okay, the simic what does a jellyfish hydra look like <laughs> like who would pair those yeah the awesome. simic would yay simic yeah. all right so are you excited katie for dovin grand arbiter most powerful dictator ever so the azorius guild leader is the grand arbiter we had grand arbiter augustine the fourth we had uh Lavinia something. I forget what her title was. Sure. And now we have Dovin. Now, if you remember, last standard, Dovin Bond was feared by all. When your opponent had blue-white two up, you knew what was coming. You knew that Dovin Bond was coming down and that once he came down, the game was over. So the real question is... For the person who was playing Dovin Bond. Exactly. (laughs) The real question is, is this Dovin as game-ending... As the previous. Have you read Dovin yet? Well, let's all read it together. Well, have, have you read I'm just curious. Have you looked at it yet? I know you looked at yeah, the other one. Yeah, but I don't really remember okay, it. Okay, okay. So, Dovin, Grand Arbiter, is blue-white one for a legendary planeswalker. Dovin. Three loyalty. Plus one. Until end of turn, whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, put a loyalty counter on Dovin, Grand Arbiter. Minus one. Create a 1-1 one, one colorless thopter artifact creature token with flying. You gain one life. Minus seven, look at the top ten cards of your library, put three of them into your hand, and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. That's Dovin. Okay. So I'm going to start off and say that this Dovin is significantly better than prior Dovin, because prior Dovin was garbage. Um, But this Dovin's a really different style, right? This is not a control planeswalker at all. At all. He has the word creature on his card twice, (laughs) which cannot mean, means he's not a control planeswalker. Mm-hmm. What do you think about no. about our boy, our blue boy, Dovin? You, you go first. Oh, oh man. Okay, pressure, pressure's on. So, I like Dovin. Um, I think that it will be interesting to see if he sees any play and what the play pattern with him is like. I don't imagine he's going to see widespread play. He's not going to be super popular. But, you know... In a deck, so think about a card like Legion's Landing, right? Which they attack, you attack with three creatures, you transform it, and then it provides a significant, like a relatively significant advantage. Dovin, if you can play him, tick him up to four, and then hit with like three creatures, then he goes up to seven, you emblem him, uh, ultimate him the next turn, so you get a turn four ultimate. That's kind of like the dream scenario. I mean, realistically, it that might not even be a dream scenario. Like hitting with three. Okay, hitting with I think three it's creatures unlikely. on turn four is. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. On turn, yeah, three actually. Like you're just not going to do that. Oh yeah. You'd have to go like turn one, one drop. Turn two, sapling migration. Turn three, Dovin. And, and they then have they to do have nothing. No blocker. <laughs> yeah. So it's not likely, but yeah. um, it's you know especially if you're playing like he's just playing a bunch of. stuff. Duff. So and you're able to connect, you know, with these little flyers and like Orzhov or something, and like, it, then it seems like the play pattern for Dovin is like, play him, take him up, and then emblem or ultimate the next turn. And like, he's more of a spell than a planeswalker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm just like, 
I don't know. I don't know if that deck exists. Like, what deck... Because for Dovin to be good, he needs to not actually be, like, a win more card. Where, like, oh, I'm connecting with multiple creatures. You're dead. Right? It right. needs to be something like, I am making lots of little tokens, and the tokens are hitting you. And, like, this helps to cascade your advantage and refill and, like, whatever. So, I don't, I don't know. How does that, like, Thopter deck with Psy work? Because Thopters would be a good way to get right. it through. So you have Psy, you have Dovin, you have winning. Tezzeret, right? You have, like, a couple of things that make Thopters. And the problem is, like, we don't have artifacts in the format that are good. Right. We have Mox Amber, but uh-huh. that's that's it. Psy and Dovin are both... We need, if they print an Ornithopter, that would be not terrible. And, like, yeah. Dovin would bring, maybe went from Kaladesh, she was like, oh, got to bring my pet Ornithopter with me. Um... <laughs> I don't know. I, so, like, I'm not super high on Dovin. I don't think he's that great. He's well, like a, a Bant Simicky. Yeah, exactly. Like, Bant tokens, right? You play one or two in Bant tokens. But then the question's like, well, is he better than Hotly, Radiant Champion, who is oh, pretty bad yeah. and hasn't seen any play? But she she was a tokens right? Gal. And, she, you know, she doesn't impact the board at all. Dovin at least can make a Thopter. Dovin is three, Hotley's four. Some people have compared Dovin to Jace, the three-mana Jace, because it's similar where, like, oh, it connects with creatures, and then you get to loot, and, like, blah, blah, blah. But, like, Jace doesn't do anything. Like, Jace, his ultimate is, like, you get another Jace that doesn't do anything. So, and Jace is incredibly slow and incredibly grindy. I don't think Dovin is. I think Dovin is, like, you play him, you tick him up, you ultimate. And, like, you probably, one of the three cards you get is probably another Dovin, because then you get to do it again. Um, so I think that's the play pattern that you want to seek if you want to maximize Dovin. I don't know if that deck exists. I'm a little skeptical that it does. Um, yeah. Or it could, but it just might not be good. Yeah. Um, another Planeswalker is Kaya, Orzov, Usurper. She's so cool. Her original card was such a creative design and I really liked it. And, and honestly, they should have just reprinted that card. Like, it would have been super cool to play with. It would have been fine and modern. Like, this Kaya... Okay, so she's white, black, one for a three loyalty legendary planeswalker Kaya. Plus one, exile to two target cards from a single graveyard. You gain two life if at least one creature card was exiled this way. Minus one, exile target non-land permanent with converted mana cost one or less. Minus five, Kaya Orzov Serper deals damage to target player equal to the number of cards that player owns in exile, <coughs> bless you, and you gain that much life. What are you supposed to hit with that minus one? What, what do you, what do you, like, I just, this card is terrible. I don't, but like, really, like, what, 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 what are you supposed Mox to hit? Mox Amber, Llanowar Elves, um, Death Shadow. Uh, the the thing that they put Curious Obsession on. Yeah, Siren Storm Tamer. Um, <laughs> because three mana answers to one drops are what we need. Well, this one sticks around. Mm, cool. So it sticks around so that it can tick up and exile it for the card you killed from the graveyard? Yeah. This card seems terrible. This is like to Balt levels of bad. Like, I don't understand what they were thinking when they made this card. Oh, it can exile tokens. Mm-hmm. I, I was just trying to yeah, think of more that's stuff. True, that's true, that's true, that's good, yeah. Like, it could be that I'm just super missing something and that there's going to be more cards printed and all of a sudden Kaya's... I can't imagine a world. How is Kaya good in any know. way? Even, like... I try to be super generous. Like, when I'm evaluating yeah. these cards, I try to think about, like, okay, if it's, a, like, a, a card that's clearly, like, decently powerful, like, what shell maximizes, right? Like, Dovin... Realistically, he's not probably going to see a whole lot of standard play. But what shell would exist to allow that to happen? For Kaya, I don't have an answer. Like, I think Kaya is just bad. She would be better if we were in Amonkhet and there was more, like, if you cared more about exiling stuff. But, like, the think graveyard. about Amonkhet standard. Yeah, some yeah, of the decks relied a little bit on the graveyards, yeah, but, like... wouldn't play anything gra- like, stuff from the graveyard. Th- and this card is such a weak graveyard hate card. Like, it's not... It's, like, super targeted, right? It's like, oh, I need to hit that. But then you need to hit it at the right time. You can't play it earlier, and they kill it. Like, it's just bad. Like, yeah, maybe you can play it and get a Phoenix or something. Like, it doesn't deal with Crackling Drake. Like, 
Yeah, no. I mean, you can, if you get up to five, you can kill them since all their spells are in exile anyways. But, like, I don't, I don't really understand this card. And it makes me super sad because I, I had really high hopes for Kaya. Yeah, like, as she a had non, cool story. Her yeah, last and the only Planeswalker really we've cool. had in black-white has been Sorin. We've just gotten Sorin, 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 Sorin. Mm-hmm. And Sorin does the same thing largely every time. Yeah. He, like, helps creatures in some way, he makes a vampire, and his emblem is good. Uh, I mean, the most, the Grim Nemesis one was a little different, but much more expensive. But Kaya explored a really different space with blinking, and, like, that was really cool. And now we're getting this card cool. that doesn't She's, do like, a anything. ghosty, and she goes through. Yeah, she kills ghosts. Like, yeah, like, where's that, where's that flavor in here of, like, I guess you're exiling stuff from Grape? I don't, I just don't. Yeah. I'm just really disappointed in this card. At least her art is cool. Yeah. Hopefully she comes back. Better. Yeah, I really hope she comes back better. She's so cool. This is a real bummer of a card. Like, yeah. what? That mythic. What like, is this? How often can you say that if you open a planeswalker in a draft, pack one, pick one, you would pass that planeswalker? 100% of the time. Like, Quatly, you would pass. Quatly, you probably pass, yes. Not, not the one that makes dinos. No, no, no but the, the yeah, the radiant champion. Kaya, I would pass because she's terrible. Yeah. It's just so, so disappointing. All right, two more cards. Judith, the Scourge Diva, black, red, one, for a 2-2 legendary creature. Human, shaman. Other creatures you control get plus one, plus oh. Whenever a non-token creature you control dies, Judith deals one damage to any target. Any target. So good. Judith's great. The card's really strong. Yeah. Like, she's a nice kind of blood artist effect, so if we have a a sack outlet, you can just sack your board and kill them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can also just, like, use it to... Like, this card with combat... Can you imagine, like, anytime one of your creatures dies in combat, it's dealing another damage to another creature. Yeah. Like, it's just so good. And all your creatures are getting plus one, plus oh. Like, this card does a ton for a very small amount of mana. Um, I really like the card. I think it's really strong. Yeah, I think this is going to be very strong in Rakdos. Yeah. But, again, like, we really want a uh, a sack outlet. That's what we're looking for for this set. I mean, I don't... This doesn't even need a sack outlet. Like, this is No, the card is good. The card is just good. But we need a sack outlet. Right. I mean, if you want to build a combo sack deck, then yes. And the Ors Hub mechanic is just begging for a sack outlet. That would... I feel like that deck would just be too disgusting. We don't have enough of the cards to know how good it would be. And, like, also, Kaya's a legend as well. I mean, not Kaya. uh, (laughs) Judith is a legend. So we can only have one, not, like, multiple blood artists. And it's non-token, so, like, it doesn't synergize... Yeah. Like, with Orzhov, you can only sack it the first time, not the second oh. time around and get it. So, I, I don't know. I think Judith is fine. Right. Um, yeah. And our final, final card of the night of the evening. is Mass Manipulation, which is blue, 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 XX sorcery. That's four blue pips, it is. if you couldn't keep up. And two X pips. Uh, <laughs> gain control of X target creatures and or planeswalkers. Oh, so cool. Yeah. The art is really cool. Uh, and card is decent. Um, yeah, so like you have X. to be able to pay for blue, that might be tricky. But you know That's we're a also in a we have a lot of good mana and standard right now. Um, but if you can like, uh, when we had what was that card? Oh, confiscation. Confiscation coup. coup, right? That was five mana to gain control of a creature. People played that as like a two of and teamer. Um, mind control effects are good. This is one more mana, but for the option of taking a planeswalker instead. Uh, like you could have a pretty big tempo swing if you steal their. Tefiri or their Vraska or something like that. Um, but four pips of blue is a really high barrier. You know, um, it's a lot of mana. The format has to be right for a mind control effect that this expensive to happen. Like Confiscation Coup is around because we had cards like the Scarab God, uh, which mm. you needed. You had to, to take. Yeah, you had yeah. to take. So, um, yeah. So that's it. We got through all the, the cards so far for Ravnica Legions. Woo! Anything stand out to you? Anything exciting that you're... Just Ravnica looks really cool again. Yeah. Like, I thought the last set was super fun. This set looks really fun. Yeah. I'm excited to play it. I'm sad that Kai is bad. But her art is still really cool. Me her too. past art was really cool. Her story At really this rate, cool. Domri is going to end up being the best Planeswalker. Do- Domri? The you green-red mean... Planeswalker. What? What's Domri? What? We, he hasn't been spoiled yet. Oh, Domri's going to be in this set? Yeah. Do we know anything about him? He's Where red have green. we seen him? What does he, he do? He had a card. And he had Domri Raid was his huh. card last time. It was like red, green, one. He ticked up to draw you creatures. He minus to like 
do a thing with creatures and Sounds then he like emblem to do something with creatures yeah. so yeah okay uh yeah at this rate yeah. govin's gonna be uh, not I, th- I think it's interesting that they're they're creating all these cheap planeswalker like three mana planeswalkers i think well, it was like a very sudden divergence from like what we've been seeing with this like five this, mana, like four or five loyalty, loyalty, plus one draw, minus three kill, ultimate win. Like it's a very cookie cutter thing. And that's what I was saying I was sad about in the original when we saw Ralph Zarek. I said this is a little disappointing. So it's cool that they're exploring other space. I like that this, this space of like three mana being like a more niche kind of planeswalker where it's doing something specific and, and you have to kind of build around it rather than having it be this generic like... If you play a Vraska, you need to answer to Fury. It needs to be answered, answered or you're like going to lose. Turns, like, it's right. so powerful. Yeah. Um, and this is a much better thing where it's like the Planeswalker is a role player. And you can ignore it if, like, right. you need to. Um, Which is good because, I mean, on turn three, you know, a lot of decks, maybe they have a creature on turn two. Like, mm. people are not... If you're in a deck that can't just destroy target Planeswalker, yeah. you're not swinging these down very quickly. Like, so you... Like, yeah, they, they can't be too good because early walkers are not right to be answered because you see so but, but it's it seems like wizards is having a slightly challenging time finding the balance because yeah. we have of our three mana walkers right we have like domri was fair domri was like mm. a fair magic card uh but then we have you know liliana the last hope liliana the veil very very powerful three mana planes walkers. a long time ago but lily the last hope was good i think lily's like really strong too strong i thought it was good in that format she was good in that. I don't think she was a... I think she was very pushed in that format. Mm-hmm. Like, being able to tick up, she protected herself. She got... She was good late yeah. game, good early game, good if you were behind, good if you were ahead. Like, she was just... She was really mm-hmm. strong for three yeah. mana. That's true. You had to answer her pretty quickly. But then you had Jace, cutting Castaway, who does nothing. <laughs> you have Kaya, who does nothing. You have Damri, who I guess we'll find out, but maybe is more in the right spot but a little bit on the weak side uh but yeah it's it's cool that they're exploring more space and maybe we'll have to kind of change how we evaluate planeswalkers as they they do more of this but we'll see we'll see cool great so thanks for tuning in uh we'll be back tomorrow with more spoilers from ravnica allegiance that's right allegiance. so uh again thank you to new england comics you can find online at nec coolidge on facebook and to flipside gaming who you can find at flipsidegaming.com I'm Ryan. I'm Katie. And this is Spoiler Spoiler Season. Season.